Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. And today I want to talk about, and it's just food for thought, what I know about managing website design and development projects. And I am hoping that the folks listening to this broadcast or this podcast, the audience that we have here today in this presentation, might be interested in learning how to manage the process when it comes to setting up your company's website because you own a small business or because you are going to be working for a company where you're going to manage the process as the marketing person. And so I'm going to share a thought that came to me when it comes to managing MosureMedia.com or some of the other websites that I'm involved in. And the disclaimer on this podcast is that Mosher Media is not in the business of making websites for clients. We are a video production company. We do some product photography. We do some industrial photography. We do some animation work. But the core of our business is video production. We are chasing television commercial production projects. We are chasing corporate video and promotional video projects for marketers and for agencies. And many of our clients are using our videos for community awareness for their agency or for fundraising for their nonprofit. We like telling stories. We like creating documentaries. Our company does not make websites. We have the capability internally, but we have a pretty lean staff in terms of digital marketing and web development. So their work is nearly 100% work for Mosher Media and for some other video production companies that I own or am involved in. So we don't bill for website design or development work, but I feel like I have learned enough over the years about how this goes that if there are other small business owners like me, people who employ 5 to 20 people, people who need a website to sell their products. And I will tell you this, we do not have an e-commerce site. We do not sell online. So I'm very limited when it comes to e-commerce in terms of the logistics or setting it up and how, how to make it work. I understand the process because we have produced videos and images for major brands who obviously operate e-commerce websites. But my knowledge of e-commerce website is limited to producing the images and videos that would help sell a product. I don't know a lot about how to connect the credit card processing and how to enter all the SKUs and how to manage the inventory. And I will tell you that this presentation is probably not for someone who needs to put together a website that sells a lot of product online. You really need an e-commerce specialist. Some of what I might say here today might help. But I'm not an e-commerce specialist, and boy, that is a world all its own. So hopefully, you're a small business owner or a marketer, and you need to put together a website that showcases your products or services, and in order for the customer, your customer, to place an order or to do business with you, they're going to reach out through the contact form. They're going to place an order over the phone. They're going to meet with you in person. Here's my thoughts. What if you were to consider breaking down the process for putting up a website and developing the content into three categories? And let's call these three categories programming, pictures, and paragraphs. 
And the reason I want to do the programming pictures and paragraphs theme is because they're, they're all P's, easy to remember. We can stay on track here. We can go back to this. Perhaps after this presentation is over, you might remember the idea of programming pictures and paragraphs and then be able to articulate to your team what this means. And perhaps this could help you develop your strategy for putting together the team and the content and the plan for building your website. So let's think about why we might want to put it together and, and divide it up here, let's say, into these three groups. And one of the biggest reasons is it is going to be nearly impossible to find talent who is good in all of these areas. What I'm going to try to suggest here is that this presentation isn't about the digital marketing part of your marketing plan. This presentation is about building the website itself. So maybe in the next presentation, we can get into what I've learned about promoting the website once it's done. But this presentation and our discussion about programming pictures and paragraphs is about putting up a site that you're proud to spend money promoting, a site that you're proud of, a site that you're excited about, a site that can get your team around you proud of the brand, happy about the company, willing to share it. A site that tells your story and explains the features and benefits of your products and services. And so let's start with programming. We probably all know that really smart programmer, that really intelligent person, that person that just did very well in school. And perhaps you can think back to your high school buddy who was just a whiz. And I know I had one. And we worked together on video projects. And he was uh, the brains of the high school TV show that we did together. And, of course, after high school, he became a programmer. And so this is the early and mid-90s. So he was writing code. And he was at the very, very beginning of the business of creating websites for other businesses. And he had his own server in, we're talking 96, 98, 99 era, I can't quite recall. But he was the first person I knew who had a server. And he was trying to explain to me how this business worked. And he would put up these websites for small businesses, and they would pay him money for the hosting, and he would actually write the code to make the sites work. And the reason I start there is because now, certainly, a lot of small businesses will in the place of hiring a programmer, will use a platform like WordPress or uh, I can't think of the other names of the other ones, like Squarespace or Wix or, I mean, there's a whole long list of them. And maybe back in the day before these platforms existed, you needed the programmer to write the code for the website. And you, was it HTML? You write it in code? You, what do they call it? Hand coding? So you needed a programmer, but we're still going to talk about the programmer as, in this case, one-third of the equation here. And whether you decide to go with WordPress or Squarespace, there was still a programmer involved. All they did, in this case, was take that code and sell it to a thousand different business owners. So if you go with WordPress... You might pick a theme and pay $100 for the theme, but the code that makes that theme work on WordPress was written by someone, a programmer. 
And instead of a small business owner paying a programmer $4,000 to write the code to make a website work, what that programmer did was make up a theme, a whole collection of code that makes a website function, gives it the structure. So the, the WordPress is really a database sitting on a server somewhere, and that might be more technical information than you really need. But if you really want to know about programming, and I'm giving you what I know from my very limited experience, again, I just have these really smart people around me that tell me these things. And I'm using this podcast to relay this, the very little that I know to you. And maybe we can all learn together, perhaps. But sticking to the idea of the programming being a third of the equation here. Whether you hire a programmer or you go with WordPress, you need to understand how important the hosting and the server and the owning the domain and making everything work together with your email. You need an IT person. You need a programmer. And what I'm going to suggest in the real summary of today's podcast topic is that it is, it is very unlikely that that programmer who is brilliant and talented probably off the charts genius, know, knowing how to make all of this stuff work, knowing how to install a WordPress or to work with the hosting company or to set up the control panel to be able to FTP the files and all of that requires this brilliant IT person. But it is unlikely that this individual, the programmer, is strong in the area of graphic design, shooting and editing pictures, crafting the video, or coming up with all of the images you need to make your site work. It is also very unlikely that this programmer, who again is probably brilliant, it is probably unlikely this person is a good writer. And I will tell you this, if you in your quest to put together a, a, either an internal team to build your website and maintain it and put up all the content and you're going to do this in-house and you're going to hire somebody, I'm going to stress again, it is nearly impossible to find someone who is a programmer who knows how to take a picture and edit it or come up with the right graphic and also can write a paragraph. There are certainly people out there. But frankly, in the grand scheme of choosing your career path, there are programmers who would like to learn everything that's possible to learn about HTML and about code and about writing plugins for WordPress. And if you're going to focus on this as your craft, as your skill, it is difficult to also learn Photoshop, to invest in all the camera equipment and lighting and lenses or video production equipment, to learn Adobe Premiere or Final Cut or Avid Editing, to be the photography and images and creative portion of the website is a whole different world. And again, the paragraph part, the writer, also a completely different skill set. And I'm not going to, you know, lie and say that this person doesn't exist. What I'm trying to advise here is that if you are a marketer or a business owner and you're charged with the idea of uh, the, the challenge of putting together your company website or maintaining a site or taking a site that already exists and improving it, then you really need to consider the team you're putting together and you need to consider finding somebody strong in programming and IT that puts together the backbone, that maintains the functionality, the technical part of the website. You need to find the photographer 
or that graphic designer, that person with the creative eye that is responsible for the imagery and the look of the website. And you need to find a writer. And that writer is in charge of the text. And Google loves text. And all three of these areas of expertise, all three of these components of your site affect SEO. But again, SEO would be part of digital marketing, which we would talk about in a different podcast, because today we're talking about building the site, putting up a site you're proud to promote. And that's when you turn it over to digital marketing, to send it out to the world, to share it with the world, to put that marketing dollar behind it. Google Analytics and all of that sort of thing. And of course, all of that would need to go back to the programming, pictures, and paragraphs. The digital marketing person who then is charged with the idea of getting this website out to the world might come back to the programmer or the photographer or the writer and say, I need you to change these things to be more Google friendly. I need you to change these links so that I can post them. This particular page is not SEO friendly, so these changes need to be made. But that's that's our digital marketing person who can do that. Again, Sticking with the idea of bringing together a team, a programmer, a photographer, and a writer. Sticking with our theme of programming pictures and paragraphs. Let's talk about the creative team. Let's talk about that photographer. We need pictures and images in order to sell. And the old idea of a, a picture being worth a thousand words, certainly. But there's nothing better than going to a website and seeing pictures and video and imagery of what it is you're about to buy. It drives conversion. And conversion, of course, something we could talk about later. It's part of digital marketing. It's part of evaluating the performance of your site after it's up. Conversion, certainly. Measuring when a client comes to the website, when a customer comes to the website, do we convert them to a customer? Did they take action? And what drives conversion? The pictures. And showing a picture of the product you're selling it is key. And the idea being is the programmer and the person in charge of paragraphs are probably not the person you want crafting your images. So in putting together your company website, are you prepared to come up with a plan for your photographer or your creative to just focus on the imagery? And under the idea of... Uh, programming pictures and paragraphs, and right now talking about pictures, is it okay to lump all of the creative imagery under this idea of pictures? So the icons on your website, the buttons, all of these things can be made in Photoshop or in Illustrator, in a, in a graphic design program of some kind, the videos that you might put up. Is it okay to lump that all under this idea of pictures? It, it is, and here's why. The skill set involved in, and I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble here with my photographer friends and my, my uh, videographer friends, but in reality, that mindset, the creative eye, the person who is capable of taking a picture and then editing it so that it looks good on the website, and that person certainly works in conjunction with the programmer and the person writing the paragraph about the picture. But this idea I'm going to suggest here, it, it could be uh, controversial in the creative field. 
especially in the era when companies hire a photographer and then expect that person to be the graphic designer or to be the videographer, to be the video editor, to come up with motion graphics, to come up with a presentation. And certainly in the creative field, the photography area, very, very different than the video production area. But if we're going to divide the work of creating a great website into these three areas of uh, programming, pictures, and paragraphs, then I'm going to go ahead and lump all of the creative imagery together. And I think this is okay. But I think as marketers and business owners, in order to be educated on the process, we really need to think through the idea that the person you hire to take pictures of all of the products you have to sell or the person you've hired to take pictures of your services being performed so that your website has imagery to use, you need to understand that might not be the person you want to craft your videos. And frankly, I'm also going to suggest is that if you are refreshing a very old website or you're putting up a website for your business for the first time, my advice to you is you worry about pictures first, that you worry about your videos later, and that, well, having a video on the site itself is a, is a really great thing and, and, and very appealing and it, it looks cool and building a YouTube channel and all that stuff is and, and Facebook and, and imagery and videos for LinkedIn. That's part of the digital marketing work that comes after your website is done. So what I'm going to suggest is worry about pictures first. Your logo hopefully is already done and it's okay to lump perhaps the graphic design work that goes into the icons and buttons and other things, other elements, uh, JPEGs or PNG files that make up the website. I'm okay with lumping that in under pictures in this discussion. Let's talk about paragraphs because again, our programmer is brilliant. Our photographer gifted and creative, but it is entirely possible. And they might even admit this themselves that they cannot write a paragraph. Or if they are able to, it is not a coherent sentence that Google likes. And what I'm going to suggest here is that writing for Google, Google rules the world. Writing for Google and at the same time writing for someone who is reading a page or paragraph of text on your website is an art. This takes an incredible understanding of what would be the trigger for somebody reading the description of the product or service on the website. It triggers conversion. The picture is good at triggering conversion. We talked about that earlier. If you're shopping for a drill online and you're on the manufacturer's website and you can do a 360 degree turn of the drill and see it from every angle or if you're buying some sort of something electronic and there's nothing better than on the, the picture to be able to turn it around 360 and look at all the connectors on the back to see if this computer or this electronic device you want to buy has the connectors you need or the features you need but you need to be able to read under the spec sheet about the computer or the the product, the electronics you want to buy. You need to be able to read the text, the paragraph about the product. The text can help your page, your website climb on Google if it's well written 
and it's written properly and written in a way that Google understands it and the reader, the end user on your website understands it. And again, what I'm going to suggest is that there is an art form to this, that this takes an understanding of what Google wants to see and what your potential customer wants to see in order to encourage good SEO that being the page ranking high when somebody types in, I want to buy a new drill and this drill page comes up to the top. You certainly, you want that writer to put together that paragraph that knows how to make that web page be successful on the internet. And again, I'm going to suggest not only is that an art form and requires a tremendous amount of talent, but that it is an entirely different world than the person who installed the WordPress site, the programmer who wrote the code and made the plugins work and made the contact form work. And that person that's out taking the pictures, the person out in your warehouse, bringing down every product you have in inventory and taking pictures of it and Photoshopping or using Lightroom or some other Adobe software to make every picture look perfect for the website. That the person responsible for writing the paragraph about the product or service, to write the paragraphs, to fill that page. That's a completely different skill set. What I'm throwing out here is food for thought. And in all the podcasts I've done here, I have yet to get negative feedback. And I, of course, recognize part of the issue is I, I don't have a large audience right now. But I will tell you, I look forward to some debate I look forward to somebody writing to me and saying, you are a little off here. You are misguided. You are giving bad advice. I'm sharing what I think based on what I've been told. And I've been in business now for 28 years. MosureMedia.com was established in 1999. And that could be a little off. I might have purchased the domain in 97 or 98. I can't quite remember. But I believe that the first time I put up an actual website at MosureMedia.com was 1999 or something like that. So I think it's fair to say that I have 20 years experience as a small business owner trying to understand how all of this works. And my only goal here is to be able to share what I have learned with other small business owners or marketers who are working at the same level that I am. Not a huge budget to put together a website. We are a small business. And I'm also not interested in selling website design and development services. And frankly, I'm always honored when I get a call. People call me and say, you know what? That MosureMedia.com looks pretty good. You guys did a nice job with that. Would your team help me with my website? And my challenge is capacity. I have a lot of ideas. I want my web person working on the website. And the web person here also does a lot of other tasks, wears a lot of hats like you always do in a small business, really in any workplace. We're all wearing a lot of hats. But I don't have the capacity to be out in the world selling website design and development projects. The other issue I have is that a number of our clients are ad agencies or marketing firms or digital uh, SEO and marketing specialists or what have you, or website design and development firms that they will come to us for pictures and videos. And I don't want to compete with my customers. I want them to have that space. I like the business of creating video and images for 
those putting together e-commerce websites and marketing websites and YouTube channel at Facebook and so on and so forth. The demand for our video production services is strong enough that I know we can stick to that core business. But to summarize, to get back to the reason that we came in here today to record the podcast, that we wanted to share this idea of narrowing down your thoughts on creating a website to three areas, and that is programming, pictures, and paragraphs. And in your search for the talent to help you, and you need talent, you got to bring people in. You know, these commercials that say you can make a website for $300, and what they're doing at at those companies is they're doing the programming for you. But no one's going to give you the pictures, and no one's going to give you the paragraphs. And frankly, the programming might not be that great. It might not be what you want. It puts a framework on your domain. So if you go to one of these companies and you put together a website for $300, you still have to upload your own text. You still have to write your own paragraphs. You still have to take your own pictures. And I am by no means dissing uh, uh, Squarespace is great. Wix is great. These operations and and GoDaddy and and Network Solutions, all the hosting companies will put up a site for, I think even Google as you're setting up your AdWords, there was a button the other day I saw that said, "Would you do you need a site and would you like to set one up? And now I thought, well, Google will, will give you a web page. And what they're doing is they're selling you the programming portion. And you are still missing the pictures and the paragraphs. We all know that in order to be successful, you need to surround yourself with great people. And what I'm suggesting in this podcast is that you do just that when it comes to creating your website, that you think about who am I going to surround myself with on this task, and then how am I going to get all of them to work together? And one great way to start is to understand the disciplines, to understand the areas of expertise, to understand the skill sets of each group in this discussion. And then figure out how you can communicate to them that you understand where their talents are and what they bring to the equation so that you know how to talk to your programmer with respect. You know how to talk to your photographer and your graphic designer with respect. And you know how to go to the person that's writing the paragraphs and communicate with them. Yes, with respect. But all of them need direction And all of them need your attention and your feedback. And most important, they need you to understand what they bring to the table and where their shortcomings are going to be. So if you're the kind of business owner that hires somebody and this person puts together a website that works, but you're unhappy with how it looks, don't yell at them. Reflect on the idea that you may not have understood the difference between programming, pictures, and paragraphs. So if you're yelling at your photographer who said, I can put up a website, but you are thinking there's no words on the page here. There's lots of pictures. There's certainly a lot of websites that are photography heavy, but there's no words. Google loves the text. Google has a hard time searching video and pictures, unless, of course, the pictures are named and labeled properly. Maybe that's a part of programming. Maybe that's something where digital marketing comes in and says, hey, we need to go back and rename all these JPEGs on the site. But what I'm trying to summarize here is that you need to grasp the concept of programmers and the photographers 
and the writers. And you need to understand how important they are. And you need to understand how to get them all to work together. And most important, when you think the website is done, you have to understand the process has just begun. That as soon as you launch the site, as soon as it's out there, it immediately needs new pictures, new paragraphs, and believe it or not, new programming. Operating systems are changing fast. Everybody's getting new phones with upgraded uh, operating systems on the phones. And we're all getting these uh, smart TVs with browsers and uh, Google Chrome and uh, Safari and all of the browsers change monthly. Maybe even more often than that. So the programmers need to be updating the code for security reasons, all the WordPress plugins have to work. If you're using WordPress, for security reasons, your website needs to be locked down and it could get malicious code on it. And that programmer has to go back and fix it. The point to this conclusion here is you need your programmers and your photographers and writers to be working on your site, contributing to it, updating it well beyond the time that it's launched. And when you go to your digital marketing team, which we could talk about in another podcast, SEO and analytics and uh, Google paid ads and all of that stuff, which I'm not in the business of. We do it, but I'm not in the business of offering advice on those services for pay. Uh, It's free advice here in this podcast. You know, free advice is always worth just that, right? So I hope that you've learned something by listening to my thoughts and the idea. And please reach out, dan at mosiermedia.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Media. And, of course, Instagram and Twitter, at Mosier Media. I would love feedback, especially from those in the creative field and those out there listening to the advice I'm tossing out here. Business owners and marketers, reach out to me. I'd love to know your thoughts on my theory that what you really need to put together a great website is, once again, programming, pictures, and paragraphs. Once again, we've done it in under 30 minutes. Thank you for listening. And certainly, please feel free to reach out and find us at MosierMedia.com. Thanks for listening.